to the Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... Oh, boy. I'm oh, John. Oh, boy. Hey, oh boy. John. Hello. 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 <laughs> How's it going? It's season four, so everything is just fucking great. Oh, it's fucking dandy, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. It's wonderful. So, yes, as we mentioned, we are a married couple. We like to watch TV. And currently, we are re-watching Dexter in preparation for season nine. And, yes, we did just finish watching episode three of season four, Blinded by the Light. Yeah, I want to talk about the title here because when we both started episode two, we're mostly good at getting the titles before we we watch and reveal what they are. Yes. Sometimes you get some that we're like, ah, what are you going to do? Sure. But for the most part, especially for the big ones, we, we tend to get them. Oh, yes, and, because we're so familiar. Yeah, and there was something with the last when we started it, we were both, oh, that's Blinded by the Light because of Harry. Nope, this one's called Blinded by the Light because of the motion sensor. Mm-hmm. And I get it, but I like the second episode being called Blinded by the Light more. Yes, I fully agree, because, yeah, the entire time you have Harry standing in front of a light, blinding Dexter Well, and then when the he light. leaves, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then, yeah, with this one, it, it, it happens a couple of times with the motion sensor, but uh, I don't know. You know what I like to jump right into? <gasps> what? Neighborhood barbecues. Ooh, that sounds like fun! Well, let's just start off by saying that Aster is becoming a woman. And she has eyes for the little drummer boy. And, you know, that's how we do it. But Rita talked to Dex's doctor and found out that Dexter lied. So Rita will be doing all of Dexter's driving. And my question is, she says that he hasn't been the most attentive over the last few weeks. Yes. But if the doctor said he wasn't supposed to drive for 10 days... And we're close enough, we're within that 10 days time frame. Uh-huh. This means that Dexter was acting like a piece of shit before the premiere started. Mm. Which, I don't know, I'm just saying. He seemed pretty attentive when he was waking up in the middle of the night to take care of Harrison. Look, I agree with you. Also, nah. I, <laughs> I think that what Rita is saying is absolutely correct. Oh, yeah, of course. In, in that Dexter... If he just fucking communicated even just a little bit, mm. he would that alone would have made him more attentive. Oh, of course. No. Just I, more present. Sure. He's also a serial killer, and I don't think Rita is really giving him the she needs to back off a little bit. <laughs> which <laughs> is the reason why Dexter gives her his keys. Because he's like, well, maybe this is one I can't win. We'll give it to Rita now so that maybe later if something else. So, yeah, Yeah. Rita's going to be driving him around. Yes. Elliot, their large four-headed neighbor, um, talks to Rita and Dex about the neighborhood vandal. Oh, no. It's it's all annoying stuff, but nothing major. But the whole neighborhood wants to work together to stop the vandal. Oh, goodness. One of the neighbors, Andy, does say, hmm, that's very interesting, Dexter. That all of this happened when you came to the neighborhood. And Dexter gets a little worried when Andy says, Hey, relax, I'm busting your chops. My chops are busted. Yeah, very good. Very good. I like it. Uh, I like it too. Dexter sees Elliot the forehead teasing Cody. (laughs) And 
Dexter tries to do it with Aster, and oh. it doesn't work. And she leaves, being like, I'm so humiliated. He just doesn't understand. He, he doesn't understand a lot of regular human behavior, let alone a teenage girl. We'll, we'll get to that more when oh, he talks to him. But yeah. uh, we cut to Tarla from the last episode. Well, <gasps> we did say that America's sweetheart, John Lithgow, <gasps> let her go. But yeah. he is in the back seat. And he's she's driving them to a construction-y place, and she doesn't. Oh, she she she's um, zip tied zip tied to, to, the, to the steering wheel. Well, you know, okay. First rule: if you there's a predator in your car, uh huh, don't let him zip tie you to the steering wheel. Okay, okay. that's rule number one. Thank you. So yeah, he is America's sweetheart, John Lithgow, because he is kind of sweet and keeps reassuring her. While throwing out every, like, seven lines, like a, don't be fucking stupid. But other than that, he's like, no, careful, honey, watch your head. Here we go. Watch your step. Don't do anything stupid. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And they get to the top, and he's kind of embracing her, kind of, like, hugging her from behind. Hold on. Uh, top of what? Did you, oh, did, did you say yeah. that? Oh. Uh, they get to the top of the building, and he's embracing her, almost hugging her from behind. Yeah. And he's, like, speaking in riddles, like, it oh. always ends this way. Oh. You know I'm not the one to blame here. Oh, my God. There are two of us, but only one of us speaks the truth, and the other one only lies, you know? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, my the God. the whole thing. But, Sinister yeah, as fuck. He's trying to get her to kill herself. And my question is, does this count as murder? If you convince someone to murder them, I know we know about the psychiatrist. Yes. And, you know, he was convincing him, and Dexter yeah. said so. But in a court of law, do you think that this is murder? I guess because yes. you're not letting them go. Exactly. Okay. And he's threatening her and her family. Well, look. Yes, it's murder. <laughs> my next line was, America's grandpa, John Lithgow, threatens her family, so she fucking kills herself. So there is a part of me that does agree with you. Yeah, just a part. <laughs> well, as he's leaving and her corpse is on the ground, which again, like, just, I, I went over that so quickly. Uh, yeah, he threatened her family. She kills herself. That's some fucking commitment. Oh, my God. It's dark as fuck. And when he's leaving, he's like, oh, mommy, which again, only someone of a Lithgowian or a Brian Cranstian type yes. of method could yes. say something like that and you believe it. Thousand percent. Pulls out a jar of dirt and wipes some next to dead Tarla because he loves yeah. his little jar of dirt. Like a tiny little itty bitty little glass jar. Yep. Yeah. Just a jar of dirt. And he, yeah, with, with his finger just leaves a little bit of dirt next to her hand. Kind of yep. weird. Well, you know, it's better than Miguel stealing trophies and that better than fair. blood slides because you have that cut cheek. That's, so That's fair. Yep. Uh, the next morning, Dex goes to get the paper and realizes his front gate got tagged. There's a oh. there's a big old frowny face on his front gate. There's a little squiggly face, just like me. Well, I think it might be the Vandal's interpretation of what Harry's face would look like if Dex ever got tagged. Because <gasps> it's just like, perfect. meh. And I'm like, that looks a lot like Harry. It's perfect. The squiggly little face, <laughs> disapproving. Well, yeah. Harry's upset because it draws unwelcome attention, and apparently, in 11th grade, Dex got TP'd, and Harry made Dex clean all of it up, Ugh. but 
are we sure it wasn't because of Deb? I'm just saying between the two, Deb feels like she would run her mouth in a way that yeah. would get them TP'd, in a way that Dexter would just be like trying to stay out of trouble. Sure. Yeah. So I yeah. I do agree with you. We'll see about that. Also, <laughs> if I see that a house got TP'd or I heard about it back in high school. I never was like, eh, fuck them. I was always like, oh, that sucks. I feel so bad for those nerds. Like, yeah. that's not, yeah, you're not like, ooh, they're, I get Harry not wanting Dex to associate with bullies. For example, in season one, when Dexter's on the soccer team yeah. and they're bullying that kid. Yeah. And Harry comes in to stop it. I get why, like, yeah, I love that scene of Harry being like, a bully is just a rap sheet waiting to happen. Or yeah. Whatever. But, He's a nerd. Just, just it's, it feels a bit harsh. I agree. I think any sort of vandalism, like, I never think that person is like, oh, why was that person vandalized? Yeah. I fully agree with you. It's just like, oh, that poor nerd. Yep. <laughs> Back at Anton's, he's making some sweet guitar music, and we get a classic scene that you and I have talked about a lot. Numerous times. Deb, guys, oh, my Deb God. Deb comes in to ask why Anton hasn't made coffee. And we talk about this all the time. In yep. fact, I don't I, I wonder if I used this example before you even saw this show. I think you did. Could have been could have could have been. Um and it's that I want coffee, but mm-hmm. I don't want enough to make it. His example being I might want a chocolate cake, but I don't want to make a cake. And I'm like, that is the first thing that anyone has ever said to me that makes sense. Yeah. It's so good, and I love it, and I use it all the time. Yes. It's just, you know, that's a really great way of determining whether you want something or whether you really want something. Yes, and well, and I fully understand why Deb takes this kind of like, oh, just further evidence Mm -hmm. of my very unambitious boyfriend. Yes. But I like the way that you take it where it's, no, it's not an unambitious thing it's how much do you want something it's being honest about how much you want something or don't want something and coming to terms with that i would say that i do not use i want or i need things hyperbolically yes i think i'm very good i'm very leveled at i want this or i should or we should do this or i i I do it in a way that's like wouldn't this be fun right right but not a Let's, Let's do this do because... Da, 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 da. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Only if you are absolutely committed to doing it. Yes. Then, yeah. And I think that is a very good way to see things. Thank you. And to, yeah, well, to I, live your life. Yes, I love that. Also, yeah. uh, Anton will be in town for a while for work. Yay! So, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. chameleon. You're I hate this. Yeah, Rita is driving Dexter and it's the worst. Oh my god and I feel it. I have seen that look on Dexter's face before and it's been on your face every time I burst into song. And you know what? Does that stop me? Absolutely not! Okay. Well, that's disingenuous (laughs) because it is not every time that you break into song. You know the music that I don't approve of. And it's when you get into that music. You could have chosen music that we both would have sang together, but you didn't. Yes, it's very good. It's one of my favorite season four moments is just uh, Rita. And again, I love that Rita can be annoying for Dexter, but not annoying to the audience. Yes! I I love that. 
that she's just cute and honest and charming and oh, I fucking well, love her. Back at the briefing room, they're going over the Johnny Rose and vacation murders and nobody's getting much of anything done. Quinn rushes out to give Dex some fucking club level Dolphins tickets. Ooh. If you like that football. Oh uh, boy. Which Masuka does. So Dex gives it to Masuka. Yes, because Dexter's more of a manatee man. Yes. <laughs> Angel gets the call in of the suicide jumper, Tarla, and thinking it might be connected to Trinity, Deb and Dex get ready to leave. But hey, guess what? Yeah, what? Rita told us about what happened. So no driving for you, concussion boy. Oh my God, and I love it. I love how much you can tell just how much each character shines just based on the car that they drive the and the, the music perhaps. And the music they listen well, to. Well, they get outside and Quinn is driving. He's like, come on, Dexter. You can feel the bass in your spine. It feels amazing, Dexter. <laughs> He gets into the back seat. The first thing he says, "Ow!" <laughs> this is loud. Ah, this is loud. Well, at the crime scene, Dexter is clearly interested in Trinity, but it certainly doesn't have his full focus. Lundy no. shows up in his fanciest sun hat. <gasps> I fucking love his hat. Well, there is something about Quinn making fun of Special Agent Grandpa, and it's kind of like that family member that you're like, only we can make fun of him and hump him. <laughs> only he is our hump grandpa oh no <laughs> also the the hat is such a specific thing uh-huh i really wonder if it was the actor's request yeah like if, he, if they're like hey can you come back for season four and he's like well after last time i'll do it on one condition get me a hat for those yeah. miami afternoon scenes and they're like ah oh, fuck it yeah yeah they're like if I- if I have to do any scenes yeah, if I'm doing it in again. the sun, yeah. give me a hat. I'll do it on one condition. He seems like one of those cool guys that like, yeah. Absolutely. I love, I love it. Yeah, he's the best. Lundy has a fun little tape recorder, like the Home Alone one from Home Alone 2. It's not, but it's a tape recorder. And yeah. it's closer to that than any other reference I got. Yeah. <laughs> and Deb comes over and apologizes for being a douche. And uh, uh, Lundy admits that although he is following a murderer, well, by gum, he is happy to have been brought back uh, by Deb. Oh, my goodness. He's like, you know what? I'm glad this horrible killer chose the city that you're in. Am I the only one that is a little surprised Lundy didn't come back a little more Gandalf the White? Where he's <laughs> like, Deb, Deb. That's what I used to call you. <laughs> and we would hump. <laughs> the Deb, I would hump. That's what we did. Because he's old. He's millions of years old, this man. Oh, my God. Lundy posits that Tarla had, was married and had two kids, which we know. So, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Holy and shit. he also wonders if there was a suicide here 30 years ago. But let's talk about the most important moment of the episode where Dexter is getting dropped off by Masuka in his truck. Oh May I my God. give you what I have? Oh my God, please. Masuka's truck <laughs> looks like if Chris Hemsworth was a truck. 
It is bigger than any truck has a right to be, and it's covered in lightning. And for those of you who have not seen the Love and Thunder set pick, holy shit, guys. He's the biggest thing I've ever seen. It's too big. Yeah, no, this, this, this analogy works. It really does. But I also love that Rita told the whole station. Like, I, everybody knows. I love it, too. It's like, fuck, oh, yes. I love it. Uh, oh, my God. He's also listening to the most twangy yep. country music. He's got it. I fucking hate the music he's listening to. But holy shit, that whole ensemble all together. Oh, my God. I Cheers. Love Cheers Vince to Masuka. Masuka. We are actually drinking during this. Yeah, yes, we are. Uh, here, Here's proof. Cheers. Well, Cheers. I just took mine, and then you wanted another one. <laughs> I wanted a clink, a little clinky. All right. <laughs> Dex walks up and notices the motion sensor light that was recently installed by stupid Elliot Forehead, <laughs> and it turns out that there's a neighborhood watch meeting. I will really need to have words with you if you trick me into being into a neighborhood watch meeting yeah no i would never do that to you i'd be so like what is this oh my god i would never do that what have you you done what have you done to my living room there's people all over everybody's mad at you (laughs) i hate this oh that's my next uh that's my next note (laughs) but yeah oh i hate all of this because like the the fucking officer that's there He's like, are you ready to fight crime, Dexter? And he gives him a stupid whistle and a head flashlight. And he's oh, like, God. watch and report. Remember, watch and report. No one will come in, in or out of this neighborhood without the watch knowing. Also, oh. the HOA wants Dex to repaint his gate because HOAs are the worst. What we need to talk about is the burgeoning romance between Aster and the little drummer boy because the little drummer boy has little uh, graffiti feet he sure does. And Dex is like, that could be the vandal. So he takes the coke for fingerprints mm-hmm. and then embarrasses Aster again. Oh, my goodness. What, um, I also, um, I have a little, just a little thing. So we determined Aster is maybe around 13-ish. And this little drummer boy talks about going into community college. He, he, no, 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 no. She's never going to date him. But she's, she's a little girl with a crush. Years older. Little girl with a crush. Oh, I get it. I mean, I I have been that little sure. girl with a crush. I'm I'm more uh, concerned about this like eighteen year old boy who's who's really like he's not flirting. Flirt- he's up. not flirting with her. Oh. Calm down, Jesus Christ. It's he's gross. He's being a normal young man, and he's being nice to the nine year old that's talking to him. She's like thirteen. Yeah, she looks seven. <laughs> My point is, relax. Everybody's fine. They're they're. Cute kids flirting. The next day, Dex is attempting to paint over the tag, and Ghost Harry is just making fun of him, but also talking about how, you know, you are really great with kids, but you fucking suck ass with teenagers. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And kind of, in a weird way that, wow, in a weird way I haven't felt this way since Lila. Oh. Harry, Ghost Harry is a really good foil to Dexter because I trust him. One, because it's Dex. But two, because he's a ghost. Ooh. But in a way that Lila felt like she was trying to pry Dexter apart, so you you always felt like there was maybe some ulterior motives there. 
I mean, because there was. But yeah. For sure. But that doesn't make her wrong sometimes. I get that. Yes. And with Harry being like, I hope you're not taking any of this seriously. Like, this mm-hmm. is just camouflage, Dexter. Yeah, that that's kind of a line that if it wasn't Harry, like if that was a Lila or someone, I'd be like, fuck you. But oh, a thousand percent. the fact that it's Dexter talking to himself, it's a fucking thing. Or, or ghost Harry, which either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is a ghost. He is a ghost. He was raised from the dead by dokes. Right before he died. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. Point is, back at Dexter's lab, he tests the Coke can versus the spray can, and looky-looky-loo, the fingerprints are a match. Oh, dear. Um, Out in the bullpen, Quinn and Deb are arguing Lundy's legitimacy. Quinn isn't so sure about Trinity. When, oh, hello, when Anton shows up, and Deb is very annoyed that he just popped up. Yeah. The, for lunch, which is a good time to get lunch. It's a, yeah, that's a perfect time to pop in. Yeah, he's kind of noticing it. And again, kudos to him. He's really being reserved. Oh, he's incredibly intelligent. It's very good. LaGuerta gets a break in the vacation murders. So uh, Angel and Maria go, but they're going to hump first. They're going to yes. hump before they work. Well, I like the way that they're like, yeah, let's go get lunch first. Do you know a place? And then Batista is like, yeah, I know a good place with good room service. Well, and they're also like, did that work? Did that sound natural? Like, I love he that shit. like, yeah, I almost bought it myself. Dex is enjoying a lunch alone when Anton, Deb, and Lundy sit down. And when Anton and Lundy meet, Deb introduces Anton as my lover. <laughs> lover, friend, boyfriend. Yep. Dex bails as quickly as I've ever seen him. Oh, dear Lord. And I feel for him. I have had those like, oh, yes, it's work and this is lunchtime. It's me time. Anton uh, clearly sees how well Deb and Lundy work together. And if I may be, if I may say so, he gets a little bit self-conscious. Yes, Um, understandably so. Of course, he doesn't say anything. Maria and Angel finish their humps and go to check on Johnny Rose's girlfriend. When they get there, no one's there, but hua, Nikki and Johnny Rose show up from shopping and a whole shootout breaks out. They Holy do the whole thing. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, like that's fucking intense. Good, good for Johnny. Like I do not <sighs> have the reactionary capabilities of reacting to a cop with a gun. Just well th- good reaction skills. Just right fucking there. Yeah. They don't even try to you know, perfect. no pretense, no nothing. Just nope. Shoot sh- and run. shooting out. They they end up driving off, but hua, Dex is hiding in the neighborhood, stalking the vandal. When Andy, the dad of Jesse, the little drummer boy, he leaves for a poker game. Dex puts on a scary disguise. Yeah, that mask is a little too much. Well, when a pack of neighborhood watchers like come out of nowhere and start chasing Dex for a while. Yeah. Elliot Forehead is yeah. fully chasing and Like Dexter's... a rhino. Like yeah. a rhinoceros. Yes! He looks like a rhinoceros if you took the horn off, but he still just had a flat, flat old head. You know those <laughs> dinosaurs in the Lost World Jurassic Park? The ones with the big, like, the, the thick old skull and they run yeah. into stuff? Ooh, yes I do! That's Elliot the Forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But instead of the horn, it's a flashlight. Yeah. Oh, you're not... Oh, yeah. 
But I love Dexter as he's running away. He's like, it's watch and report. It's watch and report. Well, then he gets back to his motion sensor light. And he's like, God damn it. Like, I fucking hate this shit. Right. The next morning, Elliot Forehead comes in early to show what the Vandal did. Side note, this character actor, Elliot Forehead, he's been in several things. And he... he, Several. The one thing I think I first saw him in was all the way back at NBC heroes <gasps> where matt parkman matt parkman yes thank he, you in season one his wife cheats on him with elliot forehead and i just don't like elliot forehead uh ever since so oh yeah my okay. well gosh. he brings dex and rita outside and he's like look what the vandal did and he he loosed a car's emergency brake and let it go down the street to which rita was like hey what if Cody was playing outside? Oh, yeah, 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 because the, it, it, it was Cody's bike that got ran over. Yep. But, yeah, when that happened, it was in the middle of the night. Do you really? Rita, Rita. Rita, Rita relax. I understand, but come on, man. Look, back at the Tarla suicide crime scene, Masuka and the team are throwing dummies off the roof. Vince talks to Deb about Lundy, which is a, yeah. kind of adorable, and he's like, look, I would be super confused and maybe it's okay to be confused and maybe accepting that makes it easier to handle. Wonderful. Well, I would say top to bottom from beginning to end, they figured out Vince Masuka. A thousand percent. They were able to make him be gross and ridiculous, but still competent at his job. And he's smart. He is. Like this is legitimately good advice. And I love that in turn, Deb is smart enough to take the advice. She actually thanks him. For sure. And that's rare for both of them. It's so good. I love it. Lundy goes on a little bit of a, kind of like when a grandpa starts to talk and there's not really a point, but you're like, thank you, grandpa. (laughs) Oh my God. And he does an exposition dump about Trinity. Yes, he does. Trinity appropriately kills three people. A young woman in a bathtub, a mother falling to her death, and a man getting bludgeoned. Oof. Lundy isn't sure how many there have been, but he is looking at a at a 15-year cycle. But with this whole Lisa Bell thing, and it being maybe 30, like 15 years on top of that. Yeah. A lot more. There be a shit ton more people that have died. Well, and I love, this is my favorite. This, this is how you know Lundy has gone senile. Because <laughs> he keeps talking about how he's like, yeah, Trinity's a lone wolf. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He's like the coolest guy around. You know what? He reminds me a lot of myself. <laughs> you, Dexter, surely don't know what this feels like. And the whole time Dexter's like, oh my god, you just you just read my horoscope. It's me. Well, and there is something about, I hope that Dex and Lundy could find a common ground. I like, love that. Lundy would be a no pun intended, a killer ally to have. <laughs> if, But yeah, of course, that's impossible. Look at Miguel. Oh, yep. Well, why is Trinity back in Miami? Mm. Dex says maybe he's coming home. And Lundy's like, people like uh, me and Trinity don't have a home. They just pass through. I think that's very good. I like that. It, yeah, it's it certainly is very what interesting. Season one Dexter would have said about himself. A thousand percent, yeah. We cut to America's grandpa, John Lithgow, 
He sets down an urn and pours his jar of dirt into it, which, like, why would you ruin a perfectly good urn? <laughs> There's also old kid photos next to it. And yeah, like bottle, black and white yeah, photos. Yeah, like old photos. And a bottle of booze and some glasses. He does a weird psycho Norman Bates scene where he pours booze for an invisible chair sitter. And he, like, cheerses them, being like, drink up, you're next. mm, He's doing some weird shit. Super sinister. Something else is happening. Back at the precinct, Quinn and Christine are hanging out. And, like, why the fuck is she even there? It feels really risky when your boss is like, hey, don't, like, be careful with her. And you're, like, right outside her office. But whatever. (laughs) Quinn's like, hey, please don't report too much. And she's like, I won't, wink. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Suspicious. Qu- Quinn stops by Deb's desk once Christine leaves, and he's like, yeah, Tarla was ruled as a suicide. Or I guess uh, Masuka's telling her that. Yeah. And Quinn's like, she also just found out she had a tumor. And Deb's like, well, she didn't leave a note. Like, this is weird. And she seems to be the only one supporting Lundy. Yeah. And LaGuerta and Angel get their story straight to avoid them talking about how they humped during work time. They're like, we had a flat tire. Don't even worry about it. And then yeah. she, she goes to Deb immediately after to shut down Tarla as a suicide. Being like, we have the vacation murders, which is kind of the Miguel Prado case of this year. We need you to focus on like what's important. It's, yeah, like, there's there's a lot more other stuff that's going on. You're a detective now. Don't waste your time on a suicide. Dex is on the phone with Rita, and it turned out Cody stepped on some of that glass from that car. Oh, so, that sucks. But, for Cody, he's an angel. Well, it sucks for Dexter because once he hangs up, Quinn confronts Dex in his lab. We found out earlier that Quinn found out about Vince getting the tickets. Yeah, Quinn confronts Dex in his lab, and he's like, I'm trying to make things good with you. Like, what's up? And Dex being like, having the gall to be like, I don't care if you're a dirty cop. Like, relax about it. And Quinn gets super defensive. Yes, he does. He talks about how he doesn't have his family money anymore, and he's a cop, and he puts it on the line, and someone else is just going to steal the money. Someone less deserving. So, yeah, anyway. And this is the moment where things start to shift between Quinn and Dex, finally. I mean, this is the longest conversation they've had. Dear Lord. Where Quinn's like, oh, you don't get this. Like, and why would you? You can't understand any of this, can you? You're not a cop. And this felt very much like the beginning of, again, it does feel like they're trying to doax Quinn. I get that. And this feels like that moment that happened woo-woo years ago. (laughs) Woo-woo years ago. Of Dokes starting to call Dex a lab freak and kind of understanding that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like creating a rift between them. Yeah, and just being like, okay. Uh, Deb drops Dex off, but he stalls leaving, and they both talk about how they both have so many people that love them, and they're both trying to avoid going home. Yes, well, it's... Two introverts that live with people who are extroverts or who at least require some attention, you know? And yeah, I, I think it was an incredibly relatable scene. And I love it when Dexter and Deb have those family moments yeah. and it's a Morgan family moment. I love it. I love, I love that specific, that sibling Morgan. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. I love it so much. And yeah, and I love when Deb is, you know, she speaks up and she's like, 
Dude, we're pathetic. Like, yeah. people love us, and we're complaining about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with someone staying in their car before they go inside. Because I, yeah. I do that for about two and a half hours every day before I come inside. Oh, weird. I do it for actually half of the work day that you think I have. You've I... been working part-time for the last few months, and that's, that's exactly you've lied it. to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought now was the perfect time to tell you. Well, let's get to... <laughs> Let's get to the apology scene. <laughs> because that sounds apropos. Dexter goes inside his house. Cody's hanging in a fort that he made. And everything's great. But then Rita encourages Dexter to talk to Aster, who his apology is basically, look, sometimes I'm dumb. I'm sorry. And Aster does forgive him. But what I'd like to focus on is that the magazine is called <gasps> Teen Dish. <laughs> Sorry, just I just I love the the flip phones on the backside of. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, the, the whole, it's it's dated as hell. It's dated as hell, and I love it. Yes. So yes, all in all, Dex and Aster make up, which is great. Family, hoorah! Yes, At it's the, it, it's okay to be dumb. You can be dumb, Dexter. Yeah. It's okay. Um, I'm glad you told me that uh-huh. so many years ago because I have taken that to heart. <laughs> so at the end of the day, Maria and Angel get in the elevator and he holds her and she stops because she's afraid people would see. And again, it really does feel like a dramatic Jim and Pam that no one knew nor cares about. It's just like, great. Like, good. Like, do it. Who gives a shit? It's right again. The only person that would care would be their boss. Also, question: Does this work? Does this relationship between the two of them work? We touched on this a little bit, but we did a little. Would this work better if they showed us their relationship instead of just diving on in? I think I would be a lot more interested in their relationship after they are not so secretive about it. I think right now, knowing. LaGuardia, I know that she has had a shitload of character development and she's a lot stronger of a person now than she was even last season. But I worry that LaGuardia in a relationship setting is so driven just off of the the drama and the passion of it. Sure. That I think keeping it secret is part of what's driving it. Uh, Which means it's weak. And that's what I worry about. Yep. Well. Yeah. Like, like I, I I think they have great chemistry. Mm, That might be the end of what I see right now. That's okay. Because we will keep seeing good chemistry when we switch to Quinn venting about Dex with Christine. There it is. Giving him the sexiest massage. Oh my god. Like, they are both very beautiful people. The last time I asked for a massage, you threw the shoulder massager at me. Yes, I did. I don't... I didn't want to do that. (laughs) We've been married almost ten years. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I don't want you to really massage me. It was all a joke. Why would I want your grubby little hands? My grubby little hands? My grubby little hands? You have hobbit hands. <laughs> I am a small person. Yeah. Well, pe- people don't know that. You're minuscule. you'll just hear my tiny little hobbit voice instead of seeing my... <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm alone in, in like our place, and then I'll hear a little pitter-patter, 
like elves feet just <laughs> and i'm like oh is it christmas nope my wife is getting some checks mix all right you're tiny that's the point but fucking christine got in quick quinn keeps telling her all this shit and she keeps oh. doing that like yeah what else watch the pillow talk quinn right fucking hell quinn outrageous uh, you see a beautiful set of grubby hands and then you open up your goddamn mouth. Now that's called projecting. <laughs> Deb and Lundy are doing casework at a sexy bar and they both got shrimp cocktails. That's an odd thing to get at like nine o'clock at night or maybe not that much because Anton does text her about dinner. So let's say like six or seven, right? Yeah. You got shrimp cocktails at a bar while doing, like, work. That doesn't feel like the the right type of food to have. It is finger food, but it is also shrimp, so you don't want to touch the papers. I have yeah, questions. And I, then I agree with you. At one point, Lundy asks for another round, and it looks like he's talking about drinks. I'm, I see no evidence to say that he's not talking about shrimp cocktails, which is a weird thing to be like, get us another round. Oh my god, whatever. You would ask for another round yeah, of but shrimp. I'm not Lundy. I'm not I, I would not do a, ancient. You're I would not... do a lot of things. I haven't been around since the beginning of time. It's not I can't just do this. So Lundy catching bad guys is what he calls relaxing. He then says to Deb, quote, You're exactly the same as me. Just in a cuter package. In a far prettier package. My goodness. My goodness. Well, Anton, the cockblock, texts asking if she's working late. Oh my god. She confirms only to get a call from Anton. And she's acting all distant. And when he says, I love you, she says, yeah, me too. Which is what people say when they're confused. Well, also... Dexter said that earlier in this same episode. When when he was on the phone with Rita, yeah. he, like, she was also, you know, yeah. Yeah. dropping the call with a, oh, I love you, we love you, your family loves you, and he's, me too. Right, but Dexter's a serial killer. You can see why it's weirder when Deb says it. Dexter doesn't even <laughs> say goodbye to people on phone calls. <laughs> I mean, neither does Deb. No one does in the show. Dex sneaks into the Vandal's house, and he's like, I'm going to wait in your room and scare the shit out of you. But when he gets there, the little drummer boy is asleep. <gasps> it was his dad. It was Andy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dex changes his voice when he confronts Andy in the yeah. garage. Yeah. But he is still wearing the neighborhood watch flashlight, which should narrow Andy's suspicions down on who it could be. Sure. And I just don't get how he doesn't understand that this is Dexter. <laughs> like, it's clearly a neighborhood watch person. It's clearly not the forehead. So, it's Dexter. I Ridiculous. Mean... No, I'm... Bullshit. Okay. Okay, he's, he's moving out. Oh, that's why he's mad, sorry. He's mad and been vandalizing because he lives in suburbia and he's not doing well. His wife uh... is dead. He has no job. His son hates him. The bank wants to eat the house. And he won't stop until Dex threatens Jesse, his son. And then that calms him down. And he's like, no, not my boy. Which I think it was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire that ruined 
like that type of talk. Uh-huh. Like, of course, because of Cedric's dad finding his body at the end and being like, my boy, that was my son. That's my boy. Yeah. So I, it's hard for me to be like, no, not my boy. I'm like <laughs> that kid's going to college. Relax about it. You're right. He is. So Dex leaves. And his motion sensor light turns on when he gets there, showing him that the tag is still on the front gate. And Dex gets very angry. He's fed up. And he uses a rake to break the lights. But Rita sees. She sees that he has a dark side. A dark passenger, if you will, that drives him sometimes. Oh, no. Yeah. And that's the the tale of the neighborhood vandal. (laughs) goodness thank you for telling me that story of course (laughs) yeah i think this was a really good one it's it's one of those small dexter stories you'd want to get yeah when he joins the neighborhood and joins the family and yeah it was a good shit but i'm so glad that they made the time for this kind of story me too i have a lot of fun with it but i think that's all i got if must you have anything nope that's it We, we we covered it yeah so wonderful. That's it. That's our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And uh, if you would like to reach out to us, our email address is tilldeathdoeuswatch at gmail.com. You can also find us on the socials. And that's it. That's all we got. So we'll see you tomorrow for episode four of season four. Are we certain Lundy didn't just wander back on set? And they're like, put him in a suit and we can film it. <laughs> he wandered on already with the sun hat. Yeah, he's like, well, and they're like, and his nurse came in with him and was like, <laughs> and was like, no, it, it helps him. He remembers this place. He does better when he's here. 